Retrieving the plates from the window, I exhale a ragged sigh. I'm tired as hell and my feet are killing me. I shouldn't be so tired at twenty-six. But I feel like my body could give out at any second. The double shift is beginning to take its toll. This entire week has been exhausting, but I still have a few more hours to go. Then I can fall apart. Club for you and a BLT on wheat for you, Carl. Can I get you boys anything else? I force a smile, brushing my hands down in the front of my apron before clasping them sweetly in front of me. I think we're good here, Sylvie. Looks great. Sheriff Griffin tosses me the same sympathetic smile he always does before sinking his teeth into the thick sandwich. I take inventory of my other tables, noting customers' drinks are all full, mouths moving. No one in need of anything at the moment. So I head for the ladies' room in desperate need of a break. I've been working at the Blue and White Cafe for nearly two years now. The tips are good, and they let me take as many shifts as I want. It's not the most glamorous job in the world, but it makes ends meet and keeps a roof over our heads. It's a quaint little spot located right across the railroad tracks on the edge of town. Popular stop for tourists who travel up to Granger, Georgia to visit the famous Dawson's Brewery just up the road. Granger is one of those places you read about in books or hear about in songs, where everybody knows everybody and people don't even bother locking their doors at night. Tucked away safely in the heart of the South, miles from nowhere, and open space as far as the eye can see. I grew up in this town. I fell in love in this town. Now I hate this town. It holds too many memories, harbors too much pain. I hate the way people here look at me. I hate the pity and sympathy I see in their eyes. They all look at me like I'm some poor, pitiful woman who's barely hanging on to what's left of her life, which is mostly true. If not for Caroline, I probably would have given up by now, because Lord knows the guilt is enough to eat me alive every day. But I press on. I have to. For her. Despite the looks and hopeless feeling that weighs heavy on my heart. Because regardless of how bad I'm hurting, my little girl needs me. The light in the bathroom is bright, revealing dark shadows coloring the skin beneath my eyes. Even good makeup can't conceal what I'm trying to hide. The pain that is locked away within the mountain of regret. My worst enemy is my memory, reminding me every single day of the chances I didn't take and the decisions I waited too long to make. The knot in my throat is tight, and I just can't seem to swallow past it today. God, will I ever be able to go a day without crying? Turning away from the mirror, I press my back to the wall, trying to stifle a runaway sob. But they rack my body in relentless waves of grief and despair. I ride it out until I feel a little bit of the weight ease from my shoulders. But it's only temporary. The heaviness is back with a vengeance when I look in the mirror once more. I can't escape it, no matter how hard I try. Wiping my nose, I dry my eyes, grateful my small breakdown hadn't been worse. Usually once I start, it's nearly impossible to stop. I stand facing the mirror as I release my blonde hair from a ponytail, then pull it neatly back in place. A meager attempt to conceal the evidence of my consuming misery. It's a wasted effort. I'm still a mess. Feeling only slightly better, I make my way back out front, refill several glasses and serve another table, before noting the hostess seceded a new customer in my section. I retrieve my pen and pad from my apron as I make my way over. Hey there, what can I... I blink, my brain and heart still trying to play catch-up while a flock of butterflies take flight in my belly. Am I dreaming? Link? He smiles. A smile I haven't seen in a long, long time. And it's such a welcome sight. 
tears burn behind my eyes, and I swear my heart damn near stops altogether when he stands from the table. Sylvie, 